Welcome everybody to another episode of Astonishing News and Reviews. Today is episode 6, and in today's episode we'll be talking about J.J. Abrams' decision to do Superman reboot. We'll talk about Fantastic Four casting for the movie that's coming out for Fantastic Four, and we'll also talk about Funko and their new venture into a different style of Funko packaging that probably is going to get a lot of people interested in buying Funko. So let's get started. Well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we got some really interesting topics to talk about today. And joining me uh, for my last episode is D, who has decided to come back again, didn't run away. Thank you, D, for coming. Oh, you're welcome. You have me around for a little bit, at least. <laughs> And then we also have a new member to the A&R team. It is my friend, Chris. Welcome aboard, Chris. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. So we finally have um, three people on the podcast. So we have a nice round table kind of discussion, which I've been looking forward to. And uh, we'll get started with our very first, uh, not topic, but what we did for this week did we get anything interesting did we get a haul did we get anything like that so d did you buy anything or watch anything interesting this week i picked up a variant cover of the comic i was reading called radiant black it's written by kyle higgins has some fantastic art by michelle costa and also becca carey i believe is part of the team as well uh it is a take on the superhero franchise as usual uh what i like about it is it's about a character named nathan burnett he is a down on his luck failed writer he has peter parker syndrome but not to the level of spider-man so it is a situation anyone could get into they could end up down on their luck they can end up just out of money he has two jobs and one day he stumbles upon what looks like a black hole and it grants him powers. Unfortunately, the first issue was pretty short, so it didn't lead to any action scenes, but I really love the art. I love the writing. I love the dialogue. So I'm excited to pick up issue two. Interesting, interesting. Uh, anything else? Did you get any toys or anything like that, action figure-wise? Toy-wise, I got a little guilty pleasure from a Sonic the Hedgehog line. It is Mighty the Armadillo. That might not mean much to anyone, but he's a character <laughs> that vanished years ago. He recently made an appearance in Sonic Mania. I saw his action figure, thought I'd pick it up for myself and add it to my little white whale collection. Hmm, interesting. Did you watch anything? Anything new? Started with Queen's Gambit. Have to oh, okay. have to binge that. We'll see. We'll we'll see where the weekend takes me next weekend. Yeah, uh, let us know next week what you thought of that. I I think it's a fantastic. Uh, TV show and I actually binged it, binged to it one whole weekend and it was it was awesome. Uh, Chris, did you get anything interesting this week or watch anything interesting? I got a couple things. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm into the horror, so I picked up a movie I haven't watched yet, which is My Bloody Valentine. Um, it is the original one. There was a reboot, but yeah, I'm. Yeah. All- I'm all for the 80s B-movie campiness, so I will probably be watching that tomorrow. And uh, 
obviously as collectors we're always a sucker for the metal cases so i found that surprisingly at a good deal and uh i also picked up a pop which funny story is how many times i've tried to not collect the pop figures but um I won't get too much into that because I'm going to save that for the pop section of our discussion. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Anything else in terms of toy hauls? Uh, No toy hauls. I've just been working on a project for my NECA Halloween figures. I'm doing a diorama for um, the house front that you see in the first movie. Oh, yes, yeah. We, we should get that onto our uh, Instagram page. Yeah, definitely. That would be pretty interesting. We'll get that up so everyone can check out your skills. You sure that won't scare you off? I know how, uh, how big of a fan you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went over to his house and there's like a blade with blood on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there was no blade with blood. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, uh, this week was interesting. I. I sort of get anxieties once in a while when I really, really want a figure. I have to have it. It's You guys know me. I'm very relentless. Mm-hmm. I collect a lot of lines. And I was looking for the AEW Wave 3. And I was able to find it at Walmart. And when I went to ring it up, one of the figures was not able to be rung up. And the manager would not sell it to me. So I said, well, you know, why don't we just override it? And the managers refused. And I stood my ground. I said, no, I'm, I'm walking out of today with this figure, so figure it out. And I said, call your store manager. To make a long story short, store manager came. It took two seconds. They overrode it. And I was able to get my figures. But in all this turmoil and you know craziness, I had left one of the figures behind. Oh, and no. I was missing one. So, so when I got home, I'm missing one. And I'm like freaking out. I phone Walmart. Of course, it's gone within seconds because these AEW figures are so hard to come by. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, like kicking myself about I'm missing this one figure from my collection. But a friend of mine from a you know uh, from a town about three four hours away from here, he happened to find it for me at Walmart, and he is gonna he bought it for me. And when I go down there in a, in, a, in a month or so, I'll pick it up from there. So. You know, stress level is down. I'm relieved. I'm happy. Uh, in terms of watching something, I I just basically watched, and everybody watched the world watch probably one division, uh, the the last um, second last episode, and we'll get into one division next week. We might do a special uh, episode just to talk about one division when it finishes. I avoided one division this whole time doing the podcast because I wanted to wait till the very end. And now that I have you two guys with me, I can definitely uh, talk about WandaVision after it finishes. So it'll be interesting. We'll po- we'll probably try to put something together, a quick podcast, like a 6.5 version or something of our podcast for WandaVision only. Uh, would you guys be up for it? Definitely. I yeah. um, started watching it. Um, I'm going to have to get back into watching it, which I don't mind because obviously Marvel, who doesn't love them? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's cool. Yeah, so that's what I did. Basically, I was able to catch up on WandaVision, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow, uh, this being today, um, 
on Monday, I'm looking forward to uh, watching Superman, uh, the Lois and uh, Superman and Lois episode. So that'd be pretty interesting to watch. Um, yeah. So without any further ado, let's get started on our first topic, which is J.J. Abrams decides to go and reboot Superman. D, let's start it off with you. What do you think? So everyone's freaking out right now, understandably. But we don't know what the reboot entails. Could it be a standalone film? Is it supposed to be connected to the other universes? Is it supposed to be connected to the past movies? Is this a result of Flash's movie and his Flashpoint? I will wait a little bit more until I have some uh, some more information to go on. I know people were also concerned that the casting choice is race may change. We're not sure about that 100%. But if that is the case, I'm curious if it would be Valzad or maybe even Calvin Ellis. So I don't know how that makes you feel. If it is an Elseworld, it could be something cool. If it's a standalone film, I can just go in and have fun with it. I know Valzad has a small cult following, but it was based on his character. What makes him interesting is he's a pacifist. So reading him refusing to fight at first and then deciding when the right moment is to throw a punch is good in paper because you can pick up book one, two, three, four. But watching someone not willing to throw a punch in a Superman film of all things for, what, 45 minutes, and then he finally decides to fight at the end would maybe get boring. The alternative is you change that whole aspect about him entirely, which just changes the character and what people love about him. So if you're just using that version for the sake of throwing his name out there in a film, I don't know what good that would do. So I'm a little hesitant if that is the case. I need more to go by, though. So what do you think? What's your take on it? Me or Chris? Either or Chris. Go ahead. What do you think? Chris, yeah, what do you think? Um... You know, it's always a big shock to everyone who's fans of comic book movies or, you know, anything that's going into film, you know, um, there's always going to be that shock value. And, um, you know, we might not like it, but we we hope for the best. But all I can say is I know J.J. Abrams from uh, his Alias show. I was a huge fan of it. It's amazing writing. He writes it very well. Every show had a cliffhanger that led into the next episode. And um, I have high hopes for it. You know, you got to be somewhat positive and hope that the director coming in is going to try and stay true to what the fans love. You know? Yeah, I mean... Um, sorry to cut you off. Um, I'll let you finish. If you, do you have anything else to add to it? No, no. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, you guys both know I'm a huge Superman fan. He's my favorite character. It's the Boy Scout, all that stuff. I love everything about him. Um, I am very, very confused as to why this is happening and is it necessary. For me, when I look at this and you know see this reboot and I'm like, why use the word reboot? Are you telling me that Henry Cavill is no longer part of the DC universe? Like, why use that word reboot? Why mm-hmm. not just say we're going to do our own take on a Superman character and keep that under wraps? 
when you say reboot, now everyone's freaking out because that's where the freaky, freaking out part is starting because of that word. And people are wondering, okay, well, what's going on now? And there's no, like, there's no clear answer from DC. And that's the issue that I have with all this is nobody seems to know what they're doing at DC. There's nobody actually like a Kevin Feige standing there going, okay, guys, we're going to announce all this stuff and I'm going to make it clear or, you know, she's going to make it clear, whatever it is, whoever it is. There's nobody there. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, J.J. Abrams is going to do this, and then he doesn't say anything about it, and DC doesn't say anything about it. Warner Brothers board members, nobody says anything about it. Just like, it's a, it's just a mess. There's no, there's no one person at the helm saying, okay, guys, we're going to do our, you know, conference, or we're going to talk about it and let everybody know what our plan is going forward. Uh, do you guys see that? Do you guys sense that mess in Warner Brothers? Or is it just me? No, I sense it all the time. I just it's accept it. It's a complete dunk show, isn't it? It's something to expect, so you know. It's um, yeah. It, with so many reboots, I think you know there's been movies out there that have gotten rebooted and it never turned out well. You know, look how many times Spider-Man was rebooted. There was three different Spider-Mans, and you that's know, a very I, good point. Yeah, I feel like third time's a charm, and uh, with the new Spider-Man coming out i think he's been doing a really good job i think he captures the character really well and um it might be my own opinion but i think he's doing better than toby Maguire. yeah i think tom holland has done, done a fantastic job chris are you crazy you, can you can't ask. say that you can't say that chris <laughs> <laughs> well forget uh, no, we're not even talking about andrew garfield so that tells you everything about andrew garfield <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean but the thing is like to me henry cavill did a great job he you know the script may not have been great but as you know he got better and he progressed and we talked about this uh before d he's progressed through mission impossible and and witcher he's fantastic in there so you've got a great actor here who wants to play the role but it's just like they keep like pushing him to the side and saying we'll let you know we'll let you know and i think that's a bad way to go and build a huge foundation of characters here where you're alienating this actor and telling this actor to sit tight. We'll let you know when you can come back or when you, if you don't come back. And when other actors probably see this, they're like, well, do I really want to go over to that studio? Because they're treating Henry Cavill and other people like, tra- you know, like crap. And I find that this is a studio that needs to get their stuff together because you can pump out all these movies all you want, but... If you don't have leadership at the top, you know, making sure everything's neatly set up, you're not going anywhere. And that's where the, that's where Marvel, you know, t- is l- light years away in terms of their projects and how they go about doing their business versus DC. DC is just stumbling and has no whatsoever sense of direction. I mean, just, just that's my take on it. And when I see like this reboot and nobody's talking about it, it just it it you know confirms my suspicion of that nobody is at the helms or nobody wants to take charge of this and which is sad because you know you want to see some great movies from just dc has some amazing characters and we all know that not just superman and batman they have you know wonder woman green lantern aquaman and the list goes on they have great characters but they're not getting the the you know their the light shall we call it they're not getting the chance to showcase these amazing characters because nobody's actually in charge and nobody knows what they're doing. So, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, what J.J. Abrams does. Uh, we'll, you know, we have to stay positive, like you said, Chris, and see what's going on. But definitely, uh, anything else you want to add, guys, to this? Uh, I think they're getting a little too comfortable with the name alone. Like, don't worry, we got we got Superman. We can do anything. And then they throw the yeah. word reboot out a lot. Oh, uh, we made a mistake last time. We'll just reboot it. Don't worry. Yeah. Those we'll two things combined. To go back in time. Yeah, and egos. It, it's a it's a quick fix situation and i think hollywood needs to stop doing that but then again they don't really need to because people are going to pay to see these movies regardless unfortunately that's the case i'm not going to I mean, hate on it but that, that's how it is but what happens to um movies like wonder woman and aquaman i mean if you're going to reboot superman then what are we what are we doing with these two characters because those two are a success like Gal Gadot's, you know, as much as a lot of people didn't like Wonder Woman 2, it still was a success. And they're already setting up for Wonder Woman 3. So what happens to these two characters then? That's why I'm How confused. Superman... Yeah, I'm really confused. as What's going to happen then? Like, what's their definition <laughs> of reboot? Is it still in the same universe and just a different actor? Or is it entirely their... Like, that's that's what confuses me. That's what I'm waiting to find well, out about. Well, I think they just... If... Oh, Sorry. I think what was the... Oh, sorry. Super Canadian, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're too, hey. too polite. <laughs> Chris, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I think with communication, kind of going back to what was already said, like, you know, when they call it a reboot, is it a reboot or is it the standalone? I think that's the... There's miscommunication and... Yeah, it's. I kind of lost train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> but well, I mean, well, if you call like for example the Batman movie that's coming out, right? They clearly from the beginning, right away, made it clear that this is a standalone Batman movie, and it has nothing to do with the universe that we're you know seeing with the uh, Justice League and all that characters. So there was some you know, a sense of understanding right off the bat. People, fans started, I'm like, fans are like, okay, it's nothing to do with, you know, the universe that we're seeing. It's a standalone movie and maybe down the road, they'll find a way to intertwine it. Who knows? But there, there wasn't like, there was some calmness to this afterwards. The once there was, you know, information was given, fans kind of, you know, relaxed and just wait, are waiting for that movie to show up. But with this, like, you know, J.J. Abraham, uh, Abrams needs to get on social media or somebody, the director or somebody needs to get on the social media and calm the fans down and say, okay, we're not, somebody made up the word reboot. We're not doing a reboot. We're just doing another take on Superman because there's other characters that wear the S on their chest. Right? And I think that would have kind of gave people, oh, okay, this is interesting. There's going to be another character from uh, Krypton. All right, so I think that would have been a better approach. What do you guys think? Definitely. Definitely. And I think we've kind of, you know, beat enough of this topic. Let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> so our next topic is Marvel and the Fantastic Four movie that's going to be getting ready soon. Very soon, I hope so, because I'm looking forward to this family and I'm looking forward to the characters. I miss them. 
I did not miss the last version of them, definitely. But mm -hmm. uh, there are some rumors about a specific um, actor or actress that's going to be, you know, trying to get a role. And uh, Chris, do you want to lead it off this time? What what do you, have you been hearing? Sure. Um, so, you know, we've seen on social media that there is a possibility that Jennifer Lawrence is being... Uh, sought after to play the part of Invisible Woman. And, you know, I'm, I loved her in Hunger Games and I'm excited, yet I'm kind of mixed about it because, you know, we can talk about her as Mystique in the X Men movies, you know. Uh, I thought she started out good, but it started kind of falling off. I, don't feel like she was into the character as, you know, we all wanted her to be. And, um, you know, she's such a strong, powerful character, which I do believe they represented in Days of Future Past, you know, when the focus was on her. And then after that, it was just, uh, she didn't live up to my standards. And, you know, that could be an issue because, you know, with Marvel movies, there's so many fans out there that you have to please while, you know, pleasing newcomers who are going to watch the movie for the first time. Yeah, I mean, uh, D, what do what, you think? So to add to Chris's point, as the movies progressed, things went downhill for me. And I'm curious if the character changes were because she got directly involved. She wanted those changes. Personality-wise, it wasn't the mystique I read about. And I don't normally go into a movie and think to myself, I can't wait to see my favorite comic book characters not be who they are in the books. I know there's some <laughs> changes. Like, some changes have to be yeah, done. You yeah. don't want it page for page shot. But that was completely course, yeah. a different character than I, I loved. So if she has that kind of power on set, should I be worried what she'll do to Sue Storm? At some point, exactly. the directors and the yeah. writers have to step in and be like, no, you're kind of ruining our vision. But then again, that's also a rumor. I don't know if that was her fault at all, but it seems like she was kind of front and center. Yeah. No, for me, like with Jennifer Lawrence, like I think she's a great uh, actor, like fantastic. She's done a great movie. Hunger Games, like you just said. When I saw her in Hunger Games for the first time, I'm like, this. she's going to be a star. You know, I was telling my you know wife when we're sitting and watching the movie, I'm like, she's gonna be a star, and she's she's got every the makings of it, and of course, you know, she did other movies besides Hunger Games and X Men movies, but when she came to the X Men movies, it started off you know fine, I was okay with her, and then all of a sudden, I'm watching Mystique be the leader of the X Men, and I'm like, what, what 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 is going on here? Like, she's training. Cyclops, he's telling Cyclops how to be a leader and all this. What what is going on here? And then I, you know, I look into it and I, you know, find out through social media and all this stuff that she has been, you know, she and her, you know, agent and her and her camp has been saying that she wants to be the front and center, and that's why you don't see her in makeup all the time because she refused to be in makeup for hours and hours. She wanted mm -hmm. to see her face all the time, and I'm like, this is. You know, an actor who's clearly trying to be number one and doesn't want to be a team player, 
it's just me, me, me kind of thing. And once you, you know, for me, that's a big, big, you know, like letdown because I have zero patience for somebody who's going into a movie. It's a team-based movie and you want to be the center of attention and you want everyone else to be behind you. That's not how I see and envision team-based superhero movies. And the X-Men are the one of the biggest and most popular teams you're going to get. And now I'm hearing her voice, uh, sorry, not her voice, her her name coming into another team, Fantastic Four, which I love a lot. And she's going to be, you know, being in the role there. And I'm like, no, 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 because I do not want her in there. And I'm afraid what she's going to do or what she's going to command because Reed Richards is their leader in that group. And it's this nothing to do with men and women overpowering and all that stuff. None of that stuff. It's Reed Richards is a scientist and he, you know, is their leader. And it's just the comic storyline we, we have. And that's not saying that, you know, Sue or, you know, the other characters can't have importance. She could be a scientist too and, you know, help. But the thing is for me is if she's in this movie, she's going to probably want to be like, I'm going to be the leader I'm going to be the most intelligent character in there and everyone's going to follow my lead instead of a team effort because the Fantastic Four need each other as a family to get yeah. through what happened to them because they were, you know, they had a tragedy happen to them and they were given these powers and some of them don't like those powers, especially the thing. He doesn't like the fact that he's a rock, right? He's never going to be a human form again. So these things, you know, they need each other and they have their strengths and weaknesses to be a family, not just a team. And I don't see her, you know, working well with the other three cast because I just feel that she's got this, this, you know, ego, egoness that she has to be front and center. And I know I rambled off too much here, but <laughs> what, you know, do you guys think I'm kind of looking too much into it? Or what do you think? I, so I think, think it makes Chris, perfect yeah. sense. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. You know, um, there's a base storyline that you need to follow. And when you're bending the rules for an actor, it's, is it really the Fantastic Four anymore? You know, and that's the one thing <laughs> that a fantastic I... One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one thing I did like about the earlier Fantastic Four movies is they touched on exactly what you were saying, how their family and, uh, the thing didn't like being a rock and it really played that up. I think they did a good job um, with introducing who these characters are, you know, how are they going to bring it back into the MCU without having to repeat everything that everyone's already seen? You know, um, I didn't see the, the last recent one cause I just don't oh, understand God. what they were. You, you are so lucky. You're so lucky. <laughs> we're going to spend a weekend. We're going to watch that. You and I, Chris. <laughs> don't you worry. Oh my <laughs> God. Have fun. Have fun. That was two hours understand. of my life that I wanted back. <laughs> I don't understand so what bad. they were trying to do. I'm just like, I've never seen a black Johnny storm. It's just like, did I miss something? Is this another universe? And why are they kids? Like I didn't, understand it so i didn't watch it and that's one thing you got to keep in mind if you're gonna redo a movie and change so much to it and you're gonna get someone who knows about them but you made this big change and 
they're not going to relate to it. So they're not going to see it. So you lost money, you know, they already lost a lot, but we won't talk about that. Um, well, it's, it's, it's not, it's sorry to cut you off here. It, no, no. It, it's not even about, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan being in that movie. It was like, like you said, there were kids. How do these little kids, they're not little, but I mean, they're like just out of high school, all of a sudden be part of this huge experiment and go to, you know, and get all this, you know, information and work with the government and all this stuff. It just, it didn't make sense. It's just so weird to watch that movie. If I could chime in. I can't. Ex- <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think what they were trying to do is base it on the ultimate Fantastic Four. Because those ones were younger. But then the writing was insanely better. So it, it's a moot point at that. Like you, can, you can copy any source of media you want. But if your writing's garbage, it doesn't make a difference. It was garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> So I'll forgive them for making them younger, strictly because technically there's a version of them that is, but didn't do anything. So you wasted money and fan base. But here, here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I get. I'm so tired, sick and tired of people, like not people, but directors and you know companies trying to do this small story arc or this different universe thing. When they have this main universe sitting in front of them with a plethora of information and story to tell, but they go and go to this corner universe where this you know storyline that only existed for a year or two, and they go and work on that with the limited amount of story. What what's wrong with going with the main story? I don't understand. Like everybody's trying to this. Like I don't I don't get it. Like why are they going to a small niche story? I think. Um... What they're trying to do is, you know, because we've had two Fantastic Four movies, you know, sometimes new directors come in and they want to kind of freshen it up or, you know, switch it up a bit. What can they do to do that? Because, you know, again, we already know who they are. We've already had two movies, but how can they switch it up to make it possibly better? Not necessarily being a better movie, you know, it's... And talking about story arcs, it's I'm going to reference the first Dark Phoenix, the standalone, you know, just as a quick reference. It's like they took two major story arcs and put them together. You know, (laughs) you can't do that. It doesn't make sense. The Dark Phoenix needs its own series. And the whole um, the mutant cure is a completely separate story arc. So. You know, it's nice that they tried branching out and covering a different Fantastic Four storyline, but, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does, because they're trying to shoehorn a bunch of stuff into one movie. But it it's not going to work, because it's just convoluted, and there's so many things going on. Fans get confused, and, the, you know, the not even the fans, the people, the casual viewers they get they're like what's going on here they kind of get confused and you need those casual viewers to understand and get it because they do make a good percentage of the ticket sales right mm-hmm. so if, if if you alienate those people and they're confused they're not coming back for part two they're no. like no no no. We, we've seen part one we're good we're not coming back for part two and for for me i think like going back to this fantastic four again like when they did the first two Fantastic Four, I, I was actually 
there when they're filming some of the scenes because I work at the airport and uh, they were actually doing the scene where they're flying out to space at the airport and you know you could see how well these guys got along and they're laughing after takes they weren't like stressed out they weren't angry or ignoring each other so you have this group of you know good people good actors together there the issue you know with those movies was it was limited in terms of its cgi effects because it it was more than 20 years ago that movie came out that's oh, crazy. wow wow my brain yeah, just it was, exploded yeah it was what sorry my brain just exploded thinking about that goodness gracious <laughs> <laughs> It was 20 years ago or something that that movie came out and technology wasn't as, or isn't as good as today. And so I, I think that I'm hoping that when Marvel reboots this, they go right back to the original Fantastic Four. No crazy stories, different universe, and none of this. Go right, go back to the roots of it all and start from there. I'm praying. And if you're going to do that, I hope they don't have Jennifer Lawrence in there at all. But, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe she's learned her lesson from X-Men and she just wants another try at it. We'll see. Uh, Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Yeah, so on that topic, you know, if uh, uh, Marvel has got the license to Fantastic Four, how would you guys feel about if they brought back the same actors? Oh, you mean like Evans? Yeah. Evans, um, everyone. Everyone, do you think because they have better writers that it'd be a better movie? Uh, It'd be fun to see Evans come back and cameo as uh, Johnny, but I don't think he's going to come back and be a full-time, because that would confuse a lot. Like I was saying, the casual fans are not going to get that, right? And they might get confused. I'm like, didn't we see this guy as Captain America? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. right so so i i think as a cameo in in, in this multiverse kind of thing that'd be fun to see mm-hmm. uh, we'll totally everyone will totally geek out if we see that but i i don't think it's a good idea to have him reprise that role permanently going forward i think we need four brand new actors i mean the cool, cool thing about marvel is they've introduced so many new actors so many talented actors right into yeah. their you know their movies like you know you got chris uh, hemsworth you got um you know chadwick recipes him you know all these great you know actors that didn't get a chance and marvel gave them that chance and they took it and ran with it and I, i'm looking forward to the next core players like for example shang chi the gentleman i forget his name he's from the tv show kim's convenience i actually watched that show from day one Kim's Convenience, and it's one of my favorite shows to watch because it's a feel-good show. It's like, you know, it's like eating warm cookie with milk when I watch that. That's how <laughs> I describe it to my wife when she asked me, why do you watch this show? Well, you know, whenever you bake fresh cookies and you eat it, eat it with milk, doesn't it feel good? She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, that's how I feel when I watch this show. And he's a good actor in there, and I'm, I can't wait for him to be in this movie and get, you know, get his chance to showcase how talented he really is. So that's what, you know, I'm hoping that the Fantastic uh, Four is going to have four new, brand new actors, maybe, and give them the opportunity to showcase their talent. I'm hoping that happens, but we'll see. Is there Mm. anything else uh, you guys want to add to this Fantastic Four topic? No, we could go on for hours. We were worried about 
not talking yeah. a lot and here we go <laughs> just blasting on through <laughs> all right so we'll start out we'll, we'll uh, end it right there for that topic and then we'll start our, uh, our th- final topic of the day so our final topic today is funko funko pop funko all kinds of things they're massive company with unlimited amount of characters they have made from all walks of life but they're actually going to be doing something unique now they've already started and uh is this going to start a new trend where a bunch of new collectors who don't like funko specifically might jump in because it's different style we'll see chris you want to you want to you know start off explaining you've actually bought one of these uh, new different type of funkos you want to tell us uh, and everybody about it Definitely. So, um, kind of just repeating myself, you know, I've tried not collecting Funko Pops so many times. And I think this was the fifth time um, I went fifth down to. <laughs> I thought this was like a, a two time thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's like crap, you know. Um, but I was at uh, a local toy shop and. Uh, I came across these because have you guys seen the um, the bigger Funko cases and it was album covers? I think the first one they did was Notorious B.I.G. That I haven't album seen that with one, the but baby I, I, on it. I haven't seen that, but I did see the one you, you showed me. I looked it up after you brought yeah. it up. I took a look at a few of them. So they came up with two new ones. Um, one was Linkin Park. And the second one was Queen. And it's the album cover for News of the World. It's, I got it not necessarily because I like the Funko Pop. Well, the Funko Pop's cool, but I don't know if anyone out there has seen the album. It's pretty unique and very creepy looking. It's a big robot holding a couple of bodies. Um, So that just falls right into your album. That's right up your alley. Right up your alley. (laughs) If it's creepy and horror, I love it. Um, But (laughs) I also found out some interesting news um, that Funko Pop is now going to be doing famous comic covers covering DC and Marvel. So you're going to get these beautiful big hard shell plastic cases with a comic cover in the background and the Funko Pop to the center or you know wherever they're gonna pose it in the display box so that being said one of the first one of the first comic ones that is supposed to be released is the number one issue of superman the special detective is it oh my god (laughs) (laughs) i want to stay away from funko pops and yeah (laughs) anyways yeah you so that's that's the first, right? Is there any, any other ones that are coming out? That's the only one that I got a hint of that's coming out. Uh, the first wave of the comic ones. And I'm just... Uh, I'm just like, crap. Because the thing that's different about these Funko Pops is the hard shell plastic case that they come in has mm. two little holes on the back. So you can pop some hooks in your wall and you can hang them on your wall which is so much easier to collect. And uh, 
I'm just really hoping they do the Phoenix cover because, you know, <laughs> that's also one of my favorite characters. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Chris is a massive uh, Dark Phoenix uh, Jean Grey fan. If <laughs> you know, if you ever go, if anybody goes to his house, you'll just see uh, Jean Grey, X-Men, Phoenix, uh, all kinds of statues <laughs> and figures all over the place. So he's a massive fan, so that's why... He's looking forward to it. I, I think they will. They'll probably make all the major moments from Marvel and DC. You know Funko. And, and you know, I might as well give him my take on it since I'm talking about it here now. Funko, they are limit, uh, unlimited. They're just going to go and do everything possible. So there's going to be a good chance your favorite comic book cover is going to show up on a Funko you know, packaging. For sure. I have no doubt. They're going to run away with this. They're going to make hundreds and hundreds of covers. And, you know, mm -hmm. they got me right there with that Superman. The minute you told me about that, now I, I have to get it. So if you guys see it before I do, nab it for me. I, I, I need <laughs> one of those because I'm a sucker for that. So, And I hope that that's the only one I buy. But if it's going to be that good from the Queens one that I saw that you had, oh, man, this is trouble for me. So, <laughs> yeah, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. D, what do you, what do you think? You're going to maybe look into it? I mean, I don't you know, know, you've got some, you're into comics a lot. Yeah, so. but the last Funko I got was Powerline from a Goofy movie. So I don't know, like I quit them officially, but if I see a character that I like, I'll get it merchandise-wise. Sometimes Funko just creates characters or images of things that we don't have. Sometimes they are the go-to source for certain things. Like there's a Crash Bandicoot one that came out before an actual Crash Bandicoot action figure came out that was easy to get. So it would be a nice little display piece, especially since you can hang them on the wall now. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Is there a cover that is there a cover that you see and you're just like, oh, I have to get it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there will be one, and I'm sure it's going to be Spider-Man related. <laughs> oh, that'd be an actual pretty sweet one. Oh, the, you know they're going to do Spider-Man. If they do they Superman, they're doing Spider-Man. They're 100% doing Spider-Man. And they're going to do all the major moments with Spider-Man. Like the first time he put the black costume on. Well, I noticed they oh, have yeah. some pose already. Like that cover where Venom's like hunched over Spider-Man. And he's like, Spider-Man's on his back begging for his life. They recaptured that comic cover in Funko form. But it wasn't in the box that Chris described. Like there wasn't the comic image behind it. So I think they did that as a test run. And then just started incorporating these. I'm curious the price point though. Uh, actually, yeah. it was uh, twenty nine ninety nine. Okay, that seems fair. Um, it, it's it's a bit pricier, obviously, than the regular pops, but you know they made it very um, mint and box collector. Yeah. You know, you don't have to open it. Uh, you can actually slide the plastic case out of the sleeve and hang it on the wall with the image in the background. Or you can have it displayed on the wall because even with the sleeve, it has the two little holes in the back. So you can have everything. It's so collector's friendly. It's not even funny. So, putting effort you know, into it. And, and that's the thing is like pop, I thought was going to be like Beanie Babies. You know, they're going to be popular for a little <laughs> like a, bit. And... <laughs> like a fat, like a fat, like, like a fat and then go away, right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't think it's going to stop anytime no. soon. And, you know, that's the one thing I appreciate about Pops is um, 
they're small. So they're great for collectors who want to collect, but they don't have the space for it. For me, it was getting to the point because I have action figures and statues and the pops were kind of coming in as a little virus taking up the rest of my little spaces. You know, I still have some (laughs) that I kept that I really love. Um, It's just, it grows way too fast. It literally starts with one and then you have 50. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. So you say it's small and nice and compact, but that's the whole point is they want you to think this is small and compact, but then you're like, oh, this is all by itself alone. Let me buy a few of his friends. And then all of a sudden you're with 30 or 40 Funko Pops in your house. And (laughs) that's how they get you, right? and, And the crazy thing about it is you can branch off to literally any universe of collection. From yeah. real life people, real life people to comics to movies and TV shows, anything you can think of, it's there. Celebrities, artists, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a really dangerous, <laughs> dangerous uh, collection <laughs> to get into. I I stayed away because I, for me, I know if I if I started collecting Funko, I'd probably have probably two hundred by now. Easy. The worst part is they number them too. So you can't go one, two, three, four, ten, nineteen, like that's gonna bother you. So you're gonna have to go and buy oh, yeah. yeah. They know what Absolutely. they're doing. They know what they're doing. Absolutely. I collect GI Joe and they number that thing and that bothers you when no one of the numbers is not there. So yeah, I know, absolutely. It's uh mind numbingly annoying to have numbers on the side, but they know what they're doing. Their marketing team is they know. And you'll pay through the numbers. They're very smart. Yeah, like I know some uh, friends in California, they collect Funko and they actually line up at Target to get Funko. It's it's crazy. Yeah. At 7 a.m. people lined up to get Funko Pops. Like what in the world? That's crazy. So uh, you know what we should we do when we... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. You know yeah, we... You're saying? Uh, when we can travel, we should, uh, you know, take a little road trip down to Seattle. Go check out the... Uh... <laughs> Funko Factory, where we can make our own. We should make characters of ourselves. <laughs> I wonder how much how much it costs to make your own. I think it's. Um, I was watching a YouTube video, and I think it's like fourteen bucks, and you get to choose accessories, and you can kind of build it up. And I think you also get uh, um, a box you can put it in. I almost said oh, pop it in. Got that. Popping in a box, you know. I'm so I funny. I just put my head on um, a venom body. It wouldn't be worth the money. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Dee's favorite character is Venom. If you didn't guess. So now we've got... Yeah, if you haven't guessed by now. So Superman, Phoenix, and Venom. Quite the different interest of their particular favorites here. But uh, we all have our reasons. And, you know, that's the cool thing about, you know comics and you know collecting and stuff we all have our favorites and you know we support each other for whatever collections you want to collect for me like if somebody wants to collect you know mcfarland i don't know why uh, hey now be nice play nice (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile meanwhile you go and buy the superman didn't you oh man let's not go oh you know what i forgot to mention that on my holes yes I did end up getting a, a Superman. I don't know why I'm just punishing myself at this point. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think that wraps it up for today, wasn't it? 
Anything else you guys want to add? No. No. Uh, we have to save it for next episodes. Can't give everything yes, away now. Yeah, and then we'll be talking for and hours. We'll, we'll do and Chris, do you want to touch a little bit on episode ten, where we where we're planning on doing just a little tidbit for the yes. listening? Because it's all about me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about this because uh, we're going to talk about uh, why each of us collect and what's the passion and why we collect and, you know, the trials of tribulation of collecting and what we will do for that action figure. And, you know, I, I love hearing other people's stories because, you know, it it's a way to relate to other collectors and you know, that's how you build a community and that's how I met you guys. It's just like, absolutely. We're bad for each other because I don't need this figure, but you're like, no, you need it. You need it. (laughs) How many times have we done that to each other? I I mean, specifically, Uh, you know, and you know, the funny thing is D did not mention his haul or his gift that he got. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, I'll talk about it. So this I, guy, he I knows, think, he knows. I, I, I was hold like, on, let me, let, me set, let, me, let me set it up for the <laughs> audience here who's listening. So D has been avoiding a specific line, even though he is one of these biggest Turtles fans I know. He has avoided, believe it or not, the NECA tune line. Yes, I know you're probably all just in disbelief right now going, what is wrong with this guy? He's probably the only person I know that likes turtles but doesn't want that tune line. So, I happened to get a call from my local uh, EB game store, and they had a Bebop and Rocksteady that I didn't even know I pre-ordered like eight months ago, and it just showed up. And they're like, would you want it? I'm like, yeah, of course I want it. It's super rare. Why not? And then I'm like, wait a minute. I know somebody who doesn't have this. So I contacted D right away, and D, take it away. <laughs> so, long story short, now I gotta go collect Toon Turtles because I can't. What am I gonna do? Have Bebop and Rock Steady, but no Shredder. If I have Shredder, then I need the four Turtles, and then I need April, well, and then I need Casey. Well, remember I told you that you're gonna collect the main core only, right, and not have to venture out. So I've already got Casey for you in a two pack sealed. I've already got a Shredder for you sealed the four turtles are coming from NECA in the way of the disguise collection four pack so you're pretty much there now you just have to get um, Splinter and Baxter which hasn't showed up in Canada I was lucky enough to get it from a friend of mine in the States and if they happen to come across another one I'll get it for you but you're okay I think you're you've Bebop and Rocksteady I think would have been the most difficult one for you to get to get well maybe Crank too see (laughs) See, yeah, that's I the problem Frank's... with us. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think, that's a problem. Know, like... Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh folks, folks. There's, there's a, there's a caution there. Canadians. Canadians crossing yeah, here. <laughs> I don't know. It must, be, it must be a record how many times we said sorry in this podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'll just finish off quickly. For you, I think Krang will will be difficult but not too difficult because it's still coming out right now and i think we haven't really seen um you know a full wave of it come out but i because i think there'll be a second wave of this coming again in the states and i should i should be able to get that free i'm definitely going to enable you to get all of these guys yeah enable being the keyword yes yes the keyword. (laughs) all right now chris you go ahead say what you have to say sorry 
Uh, it's just a perfect way to end what you said. That's the problem with us being good friends is like, you're spending money for me that I don't necessarily have, you know. <laughs> I've done that quite a bit. <laughs> uh, quite a bit. Don't you think quite often? <laughs> hey, aren't you guys happy when I pull up yes. and show you the figure and you're like, you know, hey, oh, look at this, you know. It's like Santa Claus coming every week. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that's what it's all about, though, right? I mean, if we can help each other out and get a figure, because sometimes, you know, you might not have the, the money on you to get it, but you wanted it. But a friend gets it for you, that's so cool. You know, that that's what it's oh, all yeah. about, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we'll touch base on uh, what we'll get next week. I have a feeling... Uh, D has a lot to talk about in the turtles department next week. I'm, I'm planning on hooking D up some cool stuff. So, oh no, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're gonna have a plethora of collection, and then don't worry. Um, we're gonna. You know what? I think it would be fun. We do a, like a tour of our collection. I think we should do that for the fans. Um, if you guys want to see actual video, and you want to see pictures, you gotta head out to our social media platforms. Because that's where you're going to see all of us and our collection and things that we're doing. So at Astonishing NR. So at Astonishing NR. Check out our Instagram page. Check out our Twitter page. Facebook. And we also have a YouTube channel that um, we do a lot of toy reviews. And we're going to be expanding that. Uh, D and Chris will be involved in some aspect. And we'll be expanding that to different, uh, uh, different ventures of uh, topics that we'll talk about. And that's a great way for you guys to see what we're what we're doing and keep following us and let us know also what kind of things that you want us to talk about. Our podcast is, you know, there's no limit to what we want to talk about in terms of pop culture. So, and it doesn't have to be about the news of the week kind of thing. We can also talk about any topic you think that's, you know, interesting and hear our opinions on it. And at the end of the day, it is just our opinion on it. You don't need to get aggressive and get upset everybody has their own opinions everybody has their own takes and that's what it's all about to have fun so you know without you know anything else of importance we want to thank you guys for joining us this week we'll be back next week the three of us and we'll have some amazing topics to talk about next week so have yourself a great day take care